step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to Buckeyes Tomorrow Morning for Sunday, January 22nd. I'm your host, Tom Moore. The Indiana game is in 223 days. The game against Michigan in 307 days. The NFL draft declaration deadline is well past. The transfer portal is closed. But still, there were a couple guys on the Ohio State team who we weren't 100% sure what was going on with them. We got an answer on one of those recently on uh, Saturday morning. And boy, it was a very important answer for Ohio State. And that answer was Josh Proctor, one of the uh, returning safeties from the uh, 2022 defense, is in fact going to be a returning uh, safety for the 2023 defense. That's actually a pretty big deal. Proctor started the first few games last year, sort of, you know, lost his starting job, but getting him back feels like that is going to be a very, very big deal for the Buckeyes as they sort of try to piece together what that secondary is going to look like this fall. My guest today is Kevin Noon of Buckeye Huddle. Kevin, I mean, I know Josh Proctor did not start the whole season. He had, you know, he had good moments, he had bad moments, but man, it feels like having Another option in that secondary with as many young guys as they're potentially looking at, the loss of Ronnie Hickman, the loss of Tanner McAllister, it feels like this is potentially a very big deal for Ohio State. Yeah, we're not that far removed from it looking like it's going to be Kai Stokes and Sonny Styles out there. And where we, and, you know, and where we stand at that point as a cat walks through the back of my shot. Um you know, it, it 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 is a huge get for Ohio State to be able to bring somebody back, somebody who's been in the system. I mean, maybe last year was not the smoothest transition for him, but you know, there's there's something you can't teach, and that's being a veteran. And I think that uh, you know, for you know, for uh, for uh, Josh Proctor, there's going to be plenty of opportunity. Now, that doesn't mean that he's going to be handed anything. That doesn't mean that he's going to just automatically default over any of the young guys you're going to have to be able to go out there and play but we're not that far removed from the time where ohio state's playing single high and josh proctor really was the only guy that was capable of playing that position so it's not like he suddenly forgot how to play football it's just a matter of him getting up to speed within the system and that's not always a quick move for for every player out there so you know a huge get as we sit there and we've talked about transfer portal this and transfer portal that and does Ohio State need to get a safety in the portal well you get Josh Proctor back and that's you know that's that's a big get yeah absolutely and they did get a safety in the portal that was Jihad Carter out of Syracuse Tony Gerdman and I talked about this on yesterday's show and we sort of mentioned there was sort of a little bit of a question mark around Josh Proctor 
but you got Jahard Carter and Cameron Martinez probably at the nickel spot. And then free safety, you know, Lathan Ransom, Kai Stokes, maybe strong safety. Maybe it's Sonny Styles, Malik Hartford. But, you know, if you can add a Josh Proctor in at, he's either going to be at the free or the strong. It feels like he's not, he's not really the nickel. He's going to be one of those deep safety spots. Having someone, you know, he, he's been around a long time. Go back to that 2019 Clemson Fiesta Bowl. Josh Proctor was on the field on the, the good defense, the Jeff Halfley Ohio State defense. You know, next to Jordan Fuller, Josh Proctor's getting minutes. So Josh Proctor has the athleticism. He has the experience where that, you know, that that definitely is going to give you just another option back there. You know, and and it does feel like, you know, Tony on yesterday's show, we tried to go through and sort of figure out where guys could slot in. But it does feel like you could kind of mix and match the parts there a little bit more now, especially with Proctor back, where you could put Ransom at the free you could, could put Proctor at the strong safety. You could flip them. You could do, I mean, there's just a lot of options and they can continue trying different stuff. But to your point, I mean, having a guy who's now been in the Jim Knoll system for a year, that's going to be really big because, you know, Sonny Styles and Malik Hartford for the two guys that Tony talked about at the strong safety position. That is a guy who is a true freshman in Malik Hartford and a guy who by all rights should be a true freshman in Sonny Styles who just graduated a year early. To have a veteran guy back there, that's a that's a huge, huge safety blanket for Knowles, it feels like. Absolutely. And, you know, there's no shortage of concern over where the defense stands going into 23. Obviously, we saw them take some strides early in 22, only to kind of fall off the table at the end. So all eyes are going to be on what this defense is going to look like. And having that veteran presence is going to be a good thing. Ohio State starts the schedule as you said at the beginning of the show, at Indiana. That's the first game, a conference game, week four at Notre Dame. And it's, it's not really a great schedule for Ohio State in terms of being one to break a lot of new players and with uh, you know, a limited amount of home games going with the nine-game conference, having five of them on the road and four at home. Uh, you want to sit there and have guys who have been there and done that. And again, you know, if you get midway through the season – and you find that the younger guys are better, then so be it. But Josh Proctor, somebody who's played a lot of football at Ohio State, certainly has dealt with some injuries. But it is a it is a big return for Ohio State in terms of what it is that they need, at, 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 certainly at a position of need, that they thought enough to go out and get Jahad Carter. So, you know, they I think that that safety room certainly sits better now than it did before we knew what the situation with Josh Proctor is. Um, long ways to go. We'll kind of see how it, how it, how it shapes up. But, uh, you know, you got some talent in terms of some of the young guys there, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very much in favor of Josh Proctor coming back because I don't know what his NFL draft status would have been if, if he would have gone that route. I don't know necessarily what he would have found in terms of going via the portal. So, you know, I think it just was a decision that made sense for everybody. Yeah. And, and, you know, in case people are wondering, you know, why, why is this sort of, was this really like an open question? You got to remember, he walked on senior day. He was he was one of the seniors who went out on senior day. So, you, you know, you get the impression that maybe late November, he was thinking there was at least a decent possibility he's leaving. So the fact that he's coming back, you know, that is a very pleasant surprise. One of those things that Ohio State really, you know, probably probably needs moving into next year. They got it. They got a piece of very good news on that front uh, this weekend. Another piece of very good news for Ohio State this weekend, something that they very, very much needed. 
boy, oh boy, Chris Holman's basketball team won a basketball game on Saturday. Boy, did they need that one. 93 to 77 over in Iowa. Kevin and I were both there covering the game at, at the shot. It was a big recruiting weekend for football as well. I'm sure we're going to be talking about that with uh, Alex or Mark or both in the uh, coming days. But we uh, saw a number of the uh, rec- number of the uh, football recruits there at the game, including the Armstrong Twins, the uh, 2024 offensive linemen, 2025 quarterback Brian Montgomery, and uh, a number of current commits as well, including uh, 2024 offensive lineman Ian Moore and uh, the three 2023 in-state offensive linemen, Josh Padilla, Austin Sirafeld and Luke Montgomery. All those guys were there. Big recruiting event for Ohio State, but an even bigger win for Chris Holtman and the basketball Buckeyes. 27 points from Bryce Sensabaugh leading the way, but a really balanced scoring attack. Isaac Likely, uh, 18 points. Zed Key with 11. Sean McNeil with 10. After a uh, morning dentist visit, he was a game-time decision and then uh, played a big, big role in getting the Buckeyes off to a good start there. Justice Suing with 10 and boy, Kevin. You know, you you got a chance to talk to Kevin uh, to Chris Holtman after the game. That had to just be an enormous kind of weight off his shoulders to get that losing streak in the in the rearview mirror. Absolutely, and you look at how Ohio State in its five game losing streak. A lot of, I mean, all these games were close. Whether or not it was a case of Ohio State giving up a lead or spotting a team a decent sized lead and then clawing back but not being able to get over the hump, Ohio State opened up. I believe a 12-point lead in the first half only to have uh, Iowa claw back. And then Ohio State ends up coming out strong in the second half, just kind of blows the doors off of Iowa. But but even with that, Iowa was able to get it to eight several times, and then Ohio State just managed to have that next move ready. But, uh, you know, Bryce Sensabaugh, we know what he is. You know, he's a player. He's a shooter. He's going to get it done. What we also know is probably not going to see him around here next year. Uh, you know, he's playing him his way into kind of that Malachi Branham type of role as somebody, oh, we'll probably get to see him for two years. Oh, wait, no, we won't. Well, that's kind of how I feel about Sensabaugh. Isaac Likely was really the story for me. Somebody who has been very missing in terms of somebody who demands the ball and, and is putting shots up. Very different type of attack from him today. Uh, he said in the post game that, you know, oh, I got lots of different things here in the game. Well, if you can sit there and get them 17, 18 points, 10 boards, seven assists. I think they're going to take that every day. So you should probably just keep doing that, especially because Bruce Thornton, the, the true freshman point guard, he's really looked blown out the last couple of games here. They were able to sit there and do a situation with him where he only played. I think it was 15 minutes in this game. His shot still is not falling at this point, but it didn't really matter with Likely playing as well as he was. Uh, you mentioned that that uh, Zed Key had, I guess, 9 or 11. A lot of that came late. He was really stymied for large parts of this game. Uh, he was able to get inside but just couldn't really find his, his range but managed to uh, to get it down the stretch when, when they needed it. And, and yeah, and with Sean McNeil, I spoke to somebody around the team uh, actually, it was something that had been a couple of days in the works in terms of his dental emergency. He actually played in the Minnesota game, and for whatever reason, they kind of listed him as a game-time decision, and I kind of got the inkling that we were going to see him play, and it, it didn't take that long. I think I think somewhere after the first media timeout, a couple minutes after that, he finally came out there, made a couple key shots. But, you know, we'll see, though. The schedule is not forgiving for Ohio State coming up. 
couple games on the road, Illinois, Indiana coming up on the road. You know, we're only a couple weeks out from, from a road trip to Ann Arbor to play Michigan. Michigan, another team that isn't necessarily living up to its expectations. Big Ten is a grinder this year, so it'll be interesting to see how Ohio State is able to parlay this one big win, this 93-77 win, and if they're able to pick up any momentum because the schedule, they're, they're, not, they're not a lot of gimmies in the Big Ten. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, and that schedule was why this was such an, a crucial game, because they were coming in off a five-game losing streak. You had this one home game. And then you got to go to Illinois, you got to go to Indiana. And boy, there was a very obvious path for this five game losing streak to turn into an eight game losing streak. And that's the difference between you've played yourself onto the bubble to you've played yourself completely out of the tournament. This was a very, very big win. And it did, you know, you mentioned they, they got off to a good start. They had a 31 22 lead. And it just, the vibe was very similar to the Purdue game a couple weeks ago where they got out to a big lead. I think that might have been 10, even 11 points. This one was a nine point lead. And then the opponent just chips away and chips away. And all of a sudden you go into half and you're up by two points. It went from a 31-22 Ohio State lead to a 37-35 Ohio State lead. But then they were able to sort of seize the, uh, seize the initiative later on in the, you know, in the second half. They kind of came out of the locker room. Iowa's last lead came 12 minutes into the game. So Ohio State, even though they, they, their lead got chipped down to two, the Buckeyes were able to take, it, take control late in the game. You know, right at the end of the game, boy, if you turn the game off uh, with a couple minutes left in Ohio State in a comfortable lead, uh, you missed a little bit of drama at the end of the game. The very last bucket of the game was Zed Key throwing down a dunk with 36 seconds left for the final score uh, to make it 93-77. But then, then some bad news. He walked off the court injured. What was the latest on Zed Key and his uh, and his status? He's obviously just been coming back. He missed a bunch of time with that shoulder injury. He's back. He's playing. He's sort of starting to get back into the flow of things. And now another injury. Did did Chris Holtman have an update on that? Uh, he didn't get into it in much depth, but said, we do not expect this to be a long-term injury, which leads me to believe that there's potential for maybe missing a game or two in there because, you know, you try to pick up on how coaches address injuries. And certainly we're still kind of coming out of football when Ryan Day says that that generally means uh, we're not expecting him back immediately. It appeared to be a knee uh, injury of some sort. Uh, Chris asked him, why, you know, why did you dunk it there? He said, well, because I was open. So, um, yeah, it was a, you know, a weird situation. There are going to be a lot of people who are going to second guess and be like, well, he should have, he should have had the, 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 you know, quote unquote, the scrubs in at that point. And, 
it was still a game that even, you know, Ohio, Ohio State took Bryce Sensabaugh out three different times down the stretch, and he kept ending up back out there. And, yes, Ohio State wins the game by by 16. I was told there'd be no math, but, you know, wins the game by 16. But it certainly, you know, fool me once, fool me twice, fool me thrice, and then we can kind of keep going there. Ohio State wasn't going to do anything to risk losing this game. But you kind of wish that Zed Key would have just kind of dribbled it out at that point. Um, so now you kind of wait and see. I mean, fortunately for Ohio State, they have a couple few days before they have to go again. Um, but, you know, it's going to, you know, Tuesday's going to get here soon enough. And uh, going to, to Illinois, that's just, you know, that's not an easy place to go play in that giant clamshell spaceship of theirs. Yes, uh, that that is uh, definitely definitely one of the more unique venues in the Big Ten, and not an easy place to win. Without Zed Key, if he is out, Felix Akara would take a much bigger role with the team. I was very impressed with him today. He he had six points, two rebounds, three blocks. He just he feels like someone who you're so, just sort of seeing him take these small steps that are sort of adding up over the course of the season where he went from the guy who they just kind of threw in there for two minutes when they really desperately needed to give Zed Key a break, to now he's sort of starting to look like he's a little more comfortable and starting to take on a, a little bit more of a role player kind of role where, you know, three three blocks is not nothing. And that's that's something for a team that has struggled on the defensive end of the floor a little bit. You know, a little bit of an eraser down by the uh, down by the bucket is not a bad thing. But he it seems like if Zed Key is out for any kind of you know what, whatever short term means. You know, a week, two, two games, three games, whatever, whatever it ends up being. This could be a very, very important stretch for Felix Akpara. Yeah, you feel better if Felix is having to play seventeen minutes a game versus thirty-seven minutes a game, and if you don't have Zed Key, and you know Zed and Felix are two very different players. I mean, the only thing they have in common is that they're both tall. Uh, you know, Felix is much more slender and slight and seems to still kind of play face up to the basket, whereas Zed is a little can be a little bit more of a low post guy at times. Um you know, Felix's three blocks came in a cluster at I mean, because I remember looking and I, I I was like, yeah, it feels like he might have four or five. He was credited with three at that point. It all happened in a little, you know, little small window, and I kind of made a comment to another writer who was sitting next to me, and it was like there, we're not that far removed for where Felix was. Yeah, that guy that would come in when Zed needed that 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 quick blow. Um, now, you know, Felix kind of holds his own to a certain extent. I mean, with apologies to playing a team like Purdue or something, Zach Eady is a bit of a problem. Uh, but you know, Iowa certainly is not a small team. I mean, the Big Ten is 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 a conference that's blessed with a lot of size and 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 bulk out there in, in the in the in the in the low block and. And you're going to feel it after you play a game out there, but uh, yeah, it certainly it certainly helps Ohio State with having a little bit more of Felix coming along. It still has a little bit of a ways to go, but I mean, don't we all? Um, but it certainly is a better in uh, better potential future of looking about saying, well, at least there's Felix out there. They didn't have him, and that Felix role was filled with another guard. It'd be like, well, now what the hell are they going to do? Yeah, I mean, we have seen them. There was a point during the uh, game against Purdue when uh, Zach Eady was playing in Columbus when it was Eugene Brown trying to guard uh, Zach Eady, and that was uh, a bit of a size mismatch. So, yeah, if you have if you have a guy who is in the uh, high six-foot range 
that is uh, who is starting to maybe see his game kind of round out a little bit. That is definitely a good thing. And uh, Ohio State has crossed the uh, beat Iowa at home uh, item off of their list on the men's basketball side of the uh, of the house. On Monday, the women are going to get to take on Iowa. That is a huge, huge game. This was a big game for Ohio State on the men's side just because they really needed to win. This is going to be a very big game on the women's side on Monday because the Ohio State women's basketball team, 19-0, number two in the country, top 10 showdown with 15-4 and uh, Iowa. If you have paid any attention to women's basketball at all this season, you have heard the name Caitlin Clark. She is Iowa's kind of do-it-all scoring machine uh, at the guard position. She will be in Columbus along with the Iowa Hawkeyes on Monday night. Top 10 showdown Monday at 7. Tony Gerdman and I will be there covering that game for Buckeye Huddle. Uh, you, If you have not checked out the women's team, uh, you should maybe think about doing that. I covered the game on uh, what Thursday night against Northwestern. That is a very, very, very impressive team, very entertaining team, and uh, pretty good at basketball, number two in the country. So uh, maybe want to check that out Monday night at the shot, 7 o'clock. I think it's still available. It is should be a fantastic night. So uh, make sure you check that out. And uh, also make sure you check out BuckeyeHuddle.com. We have a fantastic team of insiders covering Ohio State football. Ohio State basketball, a little women's basketball. We'll probably cover a bunch of hockey this year. All that fun stuff. Lots of uh, lots of championship chasing teams on campus at Ohio State. We're going to cover them all at BuckeyeHuddle.com. Fantastic uh, insider board as well. The Huddle board. We've got, as I mentioned earlier, this was a busy recruiting weekend for the football program. Mark Givler, Alex Gleitman are going to be talking about all that kind of stuff. Uh, we were getting some inside scoop from Alex uh, via text during the basketball game today. When, whenever we need to know something, we go to Alex, we go to Mark. You guys can do that too, all at BuckeyeHuddle.com. Thank you guys all for joining us. Have a great day. We'll talk to you tomorrow.